Building relationships is the name of the game because no one buys from someone that they don't know. But when you are building a network, the last thing you want to be is just a person who only consumes. Building a professional relationship is just like building a personal one in the sense that there must be reciprocity. Because if you only focus on what someone can do for you, no one will ever do anything for you. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life. Let's begin. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother... Startup Nation, do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose from the label yourself, make your own luck, and making money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. So as you can tell, today's topic is we're going to talk about networking. So in the first segment, we're going to break down some of the benefits that networking brings and trying to build those connections, if you will. Next, we'll talk about some of the fears of, you know, so we can not be as fearful when it comes to networking. I know people don't like to go up to and talk to people that they don't know, but we're going to see if we can kind of help you with that. Kind of leading into our next segment, uh, which is some actual icebreakers that we can use. You know, you, these things can really be powerful when, you know, trying to get through that one to first, that first one to two minutes of awkwardness in a conversation. So we'll dive into that. Then we'll take a break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about networking online. And then lastly, we'll talk about networking face to face. So Startup Nation, I hope you're ready to receive great value today. And let's take flight. Startup Nation, one of the great many benefits to networking are the opportunities that can come from networking. You never know who you're going to meet, or at the very least, you never know who you're going to meet that knows somebody of influence that you're looking for. Because the thing is, when you're talking about opportunities as an entrepreneur, or if you're in a nine to five, but basically, but really as an entrepreneur, you never know where those opportunities may lead. I've had opportunities uh, through networking Startup Nation that have turned out to be unbelievable connections. I, I often play a game uh, well, it's not a game you're not familiar with, you know, the whole six degrees of separation deal to where I go and trace back how I got to this point of knowing somebody. Right. And so usually I can kind of point it out in like either five or uh, four or five people to kind of figure out how I got to a certain point and how I got to an opportunity. And it has worked tremendously in our business. It has tremendously worked to your benefit as well, Startup Nation, because a lot of the networking and the connection that we've been able to build has benefited Startup Nation through content because we've, built, we've brought some of those people that we've networked onto the show in previous times. So, you know, the, some of the opportunities that you can think about when you come to networking and making those connections with other people is that for starters, you can get, you know, 
then you have like joint ventures or you can have like, you know, things that lead to maybe a speaking engagement or a writing engagement or maybe even come on a podcast or two. Uh, if you will. Another thing, you know, it uh, it really does kind of lead to generating leads for your business and trying to make sales. When you have a targeted focus, when you're networking, let's say you're in the construction business, right? And you go to a construction networking event, seems to be pretty simple, like a linear situation to where you're going to a networking situation where people are already looking for what you do or they're already interested in what you do. So that's a win-win, right? And even if you go to a networking event where you know that may not be the case, that's okay too. Because sometimes people like to have you know, a, a very diverse uh, network, if you will. Maybe they're not looking for construction, but maybe they know somebody who's in construction or maybe they you know, they're, uh, you're looking for them to do something else to advertise for your construction business. So you just never know. So, you know, those are some of the opportunities that you really can gather when you do networking uh, events and you do them properly. Another thing, Startup Nation, that you can, you know, one of those benefits that you can get from networking is that you can get great advice from people that you're networking from. I have met many of my mentors from going to networking events or you know you can go to people not necessarily looking for a mentor maybe you're looking for a peer right and so a lot of times people uh who who go to networking events can help you with you know a marketing piece that you're looking for they can help you with a social media piece that you're looking for you know they can give you advice on just how to scale a business in general right you have a lot of great uh, business minds out there who love to network and they're generalists in the sense of like, they just love to build companies. I think of myself as kind of like one of those people. I think it's a fun exercise in my head, but you know, you really can get great advice from people who are networking because they're already in a professional setting. You know, they're usually very skilled and expertise in whatever field or craft that they're in. And so getting advice at a networking event can be really valuable to your nine to five and to your business as you continue to scale your business. Now, I will say, you know, unfortunately you do have scammers out there. So really, you know, when you do get that advice out of nation, do your due diligence, kind of fact check it, you know, against, you know, another credible source, if you will, you know, assume that, you know, the person you're networking with is a credible source, but also, as we like to say in banking, like a dual control situation, if real, kind of dual control it with another source, whether it be a news publication or magazine publication or somebody else that you're, you know, if you already have an established mentor, say, hey, this person at this networking event told me this. Do you think this is a great idea? So, like I said, unfortunately, we have scammers, but if you do that due diligence, I really think, you know, that can be beneficial in your business as well. Another thing, Startup Nation, is that when you network, you raise your profile, right? Like people get to know you. And like I said in the opening monologue, people don't buy things from people that they don't know. And so when you start to, you know, get out there, you know, every so often, you you raise your profile. People are like, oh, hey, that's Dominic over there, you know. You know, because my wife gets on me all the time. So like, can we please go somewhere where you don't know anybody? And honestly, Startup Nation, I don't know everybody. It just seems like I, I do because my, you know, my level of expertise, my sphere of influence is very um, broad reaching, if you will. Because the thing is, is like I, I like to learn about entrepreneurship and business, but I also like to learn about the theater. I also like to learn about uh, Hispanic issues. I also like to learn about and I'm just throwing off top you know, networking events I've been to at the top of my head, uh, Startup Nation. But I like to go to different things to kind of expand 
my not only my sphere of influence, but my my understanding of certain things, because I know that, you know, my life is not in a bubble and I know that, you know, the world doesn't revolve around me. And so I like to understand different aspects of different things. So that way, honestly, it can be an icebreaker or a conversation starter in a entirely different scenario. And we'll talk about icebreakers a little bit later, but I honestly use information that I get from networking events that, you know, maybe a conversation or ice, you know, conversation starter or icebreaker somewhere down the line. I really make it this habit of uh, just acquiring information, not really knowing how it's going to help me in the long run. But a lot of times, you know, just acquiring knowledge can be great conversational stars and can really help you uh, get in the door of certain people. Because like, let's say you are looking for a, a subcontractor in your business to do some work for you. Let's say they're trying to do some, you want to get some artwork done and you're trying to do, get somebody to do some artwork for you, whatever, right? But you're not an artist, right? And so maybe you went to a an art fair or art networking event or like some type of uh, gallery opening or something, right? And you start listening to other people's conversations, this, that, and the other. And then you start looking for, you know, somebody to do the artwork for a logo, for a marketing campaign you're trying to do or wherever the case may be. And you start speaking that art language, right? Now you're starting to build, you know, to kind of take away that barrier that they may have. You're building rapport with this potential uh, subcontractor or this potential partner, if you will, to kind of do your logo. So, you know, be mindful of that. Be mindful of like, you know, take in all information, you know, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to the startup life, then you know that life and learning go hand in hand. Learning is an activity that never stops. So be mindful of that startup nation as you continue to network throughout your different networking events. But when you talk about raising your profile, you, you, you talk about building a very big time reputation, you know, in your city, in your region, in your space or industry, and you will, and people will start to come to you for advice. You can be that advice person that I talked about earlier, right? And so, you know, when that, you know, when it comes to being that person, that go-to guy, that starts to open up opportunities for you. You know, like, hey, can you come speak at this, you know, engagement about this scenario? Hey, would you be willing to come and write a, a, a guest blog spot, if you will, or be a, a guest editor, you know, write a guest editorial in my publication or something like that, right? And they gives you more exposure. Sometimes they may even throw a few dollars your way, right? And so it's one of those things when you go to these networking events, it allows you to raise your profile. People get to know you and it opens up a whole new world of opportunities. Another benefit to networking is that you get to have the ability to not only be a positive influence on you know some of the people that you're networking with, but they can be a positive influence on you as well. The thing is, like we talked about in a previous uh, episode, the language of entrepreneurship is that, you know, that's a language that other entrepreneurs speak. When I say certain things to my entrepreneurial friends, they instantly know what I'm talking about. I don't have to explain it. I don't have to like go over it. I don't have to give a, a, a PowerPoint presentation on it. They instantly know what I'm talking about, as opposed to like my family and friends who aren't business owners you know, or entrepreneurs, then I kind of have to explain certain auxiliary uh, information or supportive information, if you will, uh, to the overall point that I'm making. So you are have the ability to be a positive influence to your industry, to your space, to the people that you're networking with. And that can open up even more opportunities, because like I said, when people see you as an influencer and they see you as a go to person, 
that's the person that they want on their team. That's honestly a person that they want to help. I can't tell you how many times me and Kenda, when we go to networking events, like I said, first and foremost, we always go with the, you know, you know, we go with the plan, right? Like we want to get this out of a networking opportunity, right? And we always, when we talk to people, try to figure out if there's something we can do for them first. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. I don't want to jump the gun here, but you definitely want to try to not only be a positive influence, but let somebody be a positive influence to you as well. Another thing, Startup Nation, when it comes to, you know, some of the benefits of networking is that you get increased confidence. Think about it. When you're networking, it's just like when, you know, when we talked about acing the interview in a previous episode, when you're networking, what are you doing? You're selling yourself, right? You're selling yourself to this person that, you know, you're trying to get to know, right? And that's all you're doing in networking. You're selling yourself. Now, granted, you're trying to get other opportunities, but the, primarily at that moment, you're selling yourself. And so once you start to get those kind of like physical cues, like a smile or a head nod or like, you know, uh, a, a look you know, that they're really engaged or they're really talking back and forth with you that lets you know that they're really engaged, what does it do? It increases your confidence, right? Not only does it increase your confidence to do more networking to other people in the room, it boosts your confidence to do more networking at other events. It increases your confidence to do even on a sales you know, tactic, because like I said, you're selling yourself in an interview and in a networking event. So when you get to in front of that big presentation where you got to sell your product or service, it boosts your confidence in that arena as well. And the thing is, like, you know, a lot of times people don't understand that path is linear. That regard, like increased confidence really does improve sales, but it's very true. Right. We talked about that in the previous episode. Selling is not scary. And I know I'm promoting a whole bunch of episodes, but I really do think that they're all related uh, greatly. Startup Nation. But you increase your confidence when you talk, you know, to that person, when you're networking with that person. And it gives you the confidence to really talk to other people as well. And lastly, Startup Nation, you know, one of the things you also get from networking, you build you build not only just a connection or a business relationship, you actually can build a personal one as well. I've built many relationships like on a personal level like just regular friendships from networking because even if we decide not to do business together or we decide not to do anything for one another we've established this rapport to the point where we have a lot of things in common right and yeah we may you know go out you know and uh watch a game or we may go out and grab a drink well i probably won't grab a drink because i don't drink but we'll go out and, you know they'll have a, a beer and i'll have some sprite or something but uh it is one of those things where you actually could build a genuine relationship with that person and believe it nine times out of ten maybe a year from now two years from now five years from now it may be a situation where in their sphere in their industry in their space there may be an opportunity for you to get in who you think they're gonna come to first they're not for to go to somebody they don't know. They're going to come straight to you because you the homie, right? You they guy or you're their girl, right? And so you can not only be a professional relationship through networking, but also personal ones as well. Now, Startup Nation, I know there's a lot of times where we don't like to just go up to like new people, right? I don't know what this world is coming to, but I get it. But there are ways to overcome some of the fears that you have that you may have when it comes to networking, right? And a lot of it stems from anxiety. A lot of it stems from you're not really sure how it's going to go. Some of it may come from, you know, whatever the case may be. But let's see if we can try to help you overcome some of those fears. 
uh, one of the things you want to do first is something I mentioned earlier is that you want to figure out what you know your the networking that you're going the networking event that you're going to right that is in your sphere of influence right so once you pick a networking event figure out what it's going to be about what's going to be a theme is there going to be a panel discussion is there going to be you know, uh, you know, food there. Is there going to be alcohol there? Because some networking events do have food and alcohol. Side note, start automation. I can't tell you how many times if I'm just looking, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you ain't got money to eat, but you need to eat, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a networking event just so I can fill that dinner quota for the day, right? Because sometimes you got to be that kind of savvy when you're building a business, right? But anyway, you want to do your homework ahead of time, right? And so one of the things that I do, especially like if there's a panel discussion, I go on LinkedIn and I look at, you know, because nine times out of 10, if they're in a networking event, nine times out of 10, they have a LinkedIn profile, right? Don't go to Facebook. Don't go to Snapchat. Don't go to Instagram. Go to LinkedIn, right? I go to the LinkedIn and I try to figure out, uh, I type in that person's name because usually they have like a flyer or brochure and they tell you who's going to be there because that's how they're attracting you to the networking event in the first place, right? So I figure out who's going to be there, right? And I look at their LinkedIn profile and I look at some of their, their you know, uh, credentials or whatever, right? And so what I'm doing, I'm kind of like an intelligence officer where I'm trying to gather intelligence to see what I can talk about, what their focus may be, what can I key in on and trying to start a conversation, not just with that person itself, but with the other people that may be at the networking event because like i said this is very targeted approaches what i'm talking about right what you're doing is that you're trying to get actual intelligence to see what you can talk about to the other networkers that are going to be there right so that kind of helps you to kind of move that anxiety down a little bit also startup nation don't go to a networking event too early because the thing is like if you go too early now i'm wait a minute i'm not saying be late either but what I am saying is that don't go too early because you don't want to be a situation where you get there and it's like, you know, 555 and there's only a few people there. And then you staring at them, they're staring at you. Then they, you two staring at the other people that staring back at you and this and the other. And so it just creates this weird, awkward kind of culture in that room. Right. So don't try to arrive too early. Don't be late, but don't arrive too early. But before I move on to automation, I just thought about a point I wanted to talk about in networking, especially if like if there's like a panel discussion, right? Usually there's like a panel that sits in the front that everybody's facing and there's like seats or whatever that, you know, you sit at, you know, to watch them talk or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, what I like to do is that when I go to a networking event and there's a panel discussion, I sit in the front every single time. And like I said, if I, you know, and I've done that, that, uh, that networking uh, intelligence gathering, if you will, on LinkedIn is any other. So I'm going to go in. Not only am I going to sit in the front, I'm going to go in with at least two questions. It's the very least one, but I try to go in with at least two questions, right? So that way I'm prepared when there's a Q&A, right? And when they say we got time for questions, I'm the first one to ask a question. I try to do that. Those are my three points. I sit in the front. I have at least two questions. And then once there's a Q&A, I make sure I ask the very first question. Why am I doing this? Well, the thing is, is that when you act with confidence, other people are going to see that. And so they're going to be like, you know, uh, and I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, when I've said in the front, you know, or like and start asking questions or whatever. And like you hear people behind you, they'd be like, Man, who is that? I don't know, but it must be somebody got a suit on and everything. And so when that happens, it's like you increase the confidence and you project that confidence 
to other people in the room. And nine times out of 10, even if they're just, you know, filling you with shit, they're going to, a lot of times they're going to come up and be like, hey man, that was a really good question that you asked. Even from the panel, panelists sometimes as well. But a lot of times from the people in the crowd, like, hey man, that was a really good question that you asked. What do you do for a living, right? And so a lot of times it's like you're doing the work on the front end for people to gravitate towards you because people gravitate towards people that are confident. So, you know, Take that and put that in your toolkit, Startup Nation. So, you know, so that way, you know, you can do a lot of the pre-work on the front end. So that way people will just come to you and you don't have to really worry about going to them. Another thing, Startup Nation, that you got to remember is to, as Aaron Rodgers would say, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Go in with a smile. Go in with a confidence. Go in knowing that, you know, you know what you're there for. You know that you know you're good at what you do you have a level of expertise and people are looking for you okay and so just go in you know smile be confident i guess that's kind of what i was speaking to about you know sitting in the front and asking the first question and saying the other but make sure you do that star of nation go in with a sense of confidence and, and also go in there with a sense that you belong at that networking event because a lot of times people that anxiety comes in like, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't stack up against this person. I don't stack up against that person. You stack up against your damn self. Okay. So be confident in yourself and know that you belong there and you can, you know, go toe to toe with anybody in that room, including the per including the person who's moderating the panels, you know, including the people who are on the panel, right? You deserve to be there. Act like it. Another thing you want to do when you go to a networking event is, you know, try to get some current events or something. So that way that can be a conversation starter, you know, as well. So read today's newspaper, read today's internet uh, magazine article. Now, you what you don't want to do, like if you're going, if you're a doctor and you're going to a medical conference, you may not want to go in and say, hey, man, did you see what, you know, what, what Offset and, and Cardi B was doing last night? That might not be the play, right? But at the same time, now, if it comes up sometime, some way organically, make that the play right but don't 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 lead in with that right like don't force it if it comes up organically do it but try to you know go in with that you know, sense of organic if you will but just be mindful of current events and this that, and the other right uh to kind of help with those uh conversation uh starters if you will also startup nation you know when you go to a networking event don't just hang out with the people you know okay like and, and this goes for like if you're going to a networking event with people that you already know or after you get there you meet some people and you just stay put don't do that because you're not doing yourself any favors now don't get me wrong right like don't you know if, if the conversation is going well and you know and you're really getting some great value back and forth stick with that conversation as long as you need to because quality is over quality over quantity every single time right but at the same time if you're in that conversation and, you know, and you feel like, you know, you've gotten all that you can get out of because you can kind of tell people start to ramble. Right. Probably like how a certain, you know, podcast host does on this show from time to time. What I am saying is like you kind of get the idea like, OK, I've expended all the value that I'm going to get out of this, you know, out of this conversation. So find a real nice way to, you know, exit the conversation like, hey, you know, it's been wonderful talking to you. I think I'm going to kind of work the room a little bit more. But, hey, I got your business card. Let, let's meet up for lunch or something like that, right? And that's a kind of a cool way to kind of exit out of conversation without being a jerk, right? You know, because you definitely don't want to do that, right? You know, I feel like I don't have to say that, but probably for my younger uh, Startup Nation listeners, that probably was for you. You don't have to be a jerk to get out of conversation. I understand we live in a 
go go get them society but like at the same time there still needs to be a level of decorum in a networking event another thing you know and this is like you know goes back to the panel discussion example i gave but also in the when you're talking to people make sure you ask open-ended questions okay make sure you ask those open-ended questions because you're trying to get as much value out of the conversation as you possibly can right you don't want to ask closed-ended questions that you know uh okay let's go back uh, open-ended question is a question that allows somebody to give you know uh, a very detailed response right for example uh and i'm only saying this because i have this bottle of water in my face so uh so if you were to ask hey why did you choose this brand of bottled water right as opposed to you really do like bottled water huh and they'd be like yes no right so that that former question is a question where you know it forces the person to give a very thoughtful open-ended and detailed response so don't ask you know closed-end questions always ask open-ended questions startup nation this next one is a big one okay listen to me closely sometimes at networking events there's going to be alcohol, okay? Now, I get that some people, they get a little looser and a little bit more comfortable when they drink alcohol. If you got to get a little buzz or something like that, that's fine. But don't make your friend with the alcohol, okay? Because the thing is, you know, or at the very least, know your tolerance, right? Because the thing is, there have been I've seen too many people who go to networking events and they hang out at the bar and they've had one too many and now... You're just kind of like, you know, you become the butt of stories or jokes or whatever. Like, hey, man, you remember that one networking event where that dude had a few too many, you know, grown folk juices at the bar, right? So, you know, like I said, don't make, you know, the bar as part of the networking strategy. No, I mean, because, you know, you really do want to be what they call those social drinkers, right? Once again, forgive me of my ignorance. I'm not a drinker, so... I don't really delve into that lifestyle. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's just not me. But anyway, uh, don't don't make friends with the bartender. No, I mean, at the very least, don't be at the bar for very long periods of time. Don't drink a whole lot. Don't make friends with with the liquor. I'm just I'm sorry because, and I know I'm kind of beating a, ho a dead horse here, but the thing is, like I've seen too many people uh, lose out on great opportunities because you know they were so nervous and so scared that. You know, they, they had one too many and then they kind of made a spectacle of themselves. So don't do that, Startup Nation. Be mindful of your alcohol intake and your tolerance. Also, Startup Nation, uh, don't get caught slipping. And what I mean by don't get caught slipping, don't get caught having a great conversation. You've built rapport, you've established a connection, and you have no business cards. Look, I get we have smartphones and we just like take them down that way, but there's nothing like a business card, right? Like it, it goes to say like, hey, I value what we talked about. It was a great conversation. Let me give you a memento to kind of, you know, acknowledge this, you know, this conversation that we had. But more importantly, so you can get in contact with each other, right? Feel free to give out business cards, you know, and don't be stitching with them. But on the flip side, Startup Nation, business cards are not flyers. So don't go around just handing out business cards to people you don't know. Giving a person a business card means you've established a connection with that person. OK, I can't tell you how many times I go to networking events and somebody just like handing out business cards like they're flyers. Like, you know how like people put like flyers on your on your car windshield or whatever. They hand out business cards like that. Like that ain't that ain't the look startup nation because that ain't, you know, like because if you hand me a business card, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you're about. I don't know anything about you. All I know 
is that you gave me this business card and maybe you do, I don't know, floor waxing or something, which is fine. You know, it's a reputable business. I have no issue with that. But what I am saying is like, you know, like you, you, you did not take the time to get to know me. You didn't allow me the time to get to take. You didn't allow me the time to get to know you. So why are you handing me a business card? A business card is kind of like one of those social things that says, you know, I enjoyed your time and I valued your time. And so let me give you this so we can keep the conversation going. Right. So don't be stingy with business card, but also do not hand them out like flyers. Another thing Startup Nation, you know, you know, that may help you with networking and being memorable is to wear some kind of distinctive. Right. So let me be clear about something. You know, you want to wear something that stands out. But, you know, I wouldn't advise wearing the Easter suit Steve Harvey special, right? Unless it's like a zoot suit convention, then fine, by all means. But nine times out of 10, it's a professional networking setting. So, you know, you want to go business casual, but hey, if you want to, you know, pop out that, you know, that powder blue business sports coat, man, let's go. Let's do that. You know, you want to rock that, that red business sports coat, let's do that too. You know, or, you know, I don't know much about women's fashion, but if you want to wear something that's like eye popping, not necessarily like extremely form fitting, but if you want to wear something like, you know, where, you know, it's a bright color or something like that, where you can be memorable, let's do that. Cause you want to be distinctive and you want to be memorable when you go to a networking event. Also feel free to hang out near the food, right? Like, cause the thing is a lot of times, not a lot of times people, walls are kind of down when they're near the food because they know they're about to eat right and so be mindful like you know if you hang out near the food you may be able to make some you know some cool connections there now there are times where people are only focused on the food and nine times out of ten those people are only there for the food they ain't really come there for networking anyway so if you got to get that vibe you know cut your losses it's not that big a deal nine times out of ten like i said they're only there for the food anyway but if you hang out near the food, people barriers are down and you may be able to, to establish a really firm connection by doing so. Another thing you want to do is, you know, look for groups instead of individuals. It's a lot easier to kind of mingle within a group, you know, than to, you know, than just like go up to a person by themselves, like, you know, uh, to go up to a person by themselves. Right. Uh, a lot of times the conversation is kind of going kind of, you know, excuse yourself into the conversation. And when you do talk. If it's like to a person who's asked a question in the group, fake, you know, look that person directly in the group. Or if you can kind of tell like it's a very a joint venture type of conversation, make sure you're looking at other people in the group to make sure to let you know that you are engaged with not just one particular person, but everybody uh, in that group. Also, uh, when you go into networking events and you're not really sure how you want to meet people, bring somebody to the networking event with you, like maybe. Uh, you got a wing man or a wing girl or whatever the case may be, you know, do that whole thing. Like you say on uh, a show, I used to like how I met your mother. Have you met such and such? You know, have you met such and such? And so they can, uh, uh, you know, kind of like uh, break down that barrier of awkwardness for you. So that way you don't even have to deal with that part anyway. Now, granted, you can't do that every single time because that person may not be available and you will have to figure out how to navigate those waters by yourself. But like, if you're not, networking that often and you know it's your first couple of networking events see if you can find somebody who either knows most of the people in that room or somebody who has no shame at all and are willing to just go up and say have you met anna have you met john and you know they kind of do that work on the front end for you as well startup nation also you know when you're networking offer a compliment people love when you compliment them, not just a bit about what they wear, you know, even though like, hey, bro, them some nice shoes or that's a nice tie or, you know, that's a nice dress that you have on. Man, be mindful about what you say about women. OK, you know, the day and age that we're in right now. So be mindful of that. OK, 
be be you know be sincere be genuine but don't don't be don't be extra in this regard because they can get you in a serious buttload of trouble but anyway make sure you compliment the person you know on you know uh on you know coming to the event coming to uh you know into their own as far as their business or wherever the case may be but whatever you compliment them on just be sure you be genuine about it and lastly start of nation make sure that you know Whatever event you go to, if you find yourself uh, knowing who the host is and you see the host, make sure you thank them for you know having this event. Because the thing is, is like a lot of times, not every time, a lot of times people register for an event, right? Which means that the host knows all the people who register for the event. So like honestly, you know, it depends on who's who. You know, you could create, you know, establish this book of business. Or whatever from the host like hey man like these are some of the people who were here this that and the other you know you know here's their email addresses and say hey maybe i didn't get to talk to you at this time but you know i love what you do whatever case may be first of all you want to be courteous that's why you want to thank the host right but at the same time you want to uh you know establish this connection because if they're putting on this event nine times out of ten they're gonna put on another event right and if you have to pay for a networking event, maybe they cut you a deal or maybe they give you the inside scoop or maybe they want you to speak as a panelist in that networking event. So always thank the host of an event if you get the chance to do so. Right now, a lot of the anxiety that comes from networking events really does come from that awkward one to two minutes. I tell people all the time, whether you're uh, in a sales presentation, if you're networking, if you're just meeting somebody for, you know, for the first time, right? It's really just those one to two minutes of awkwardness. Now, you probably not even that long. I'll probably say there's only like the, those first 60 seconds of awkwardness. By that time, you kind of get a feel of what the, where the conversation is going. And so the next 15 to 20 minutes, you just, you just rolling like gangbusters, right? Because you've built the rapport. They've see the value in you. You see the value in them. And the conversation just keeps rolling, Right. But how do we get through that first 60 seconds, right? Let's see if we can kind of help you out with that. So one of the things that people do, they, they, you know, they come with icebreakers, right? And so there are tons of icebreakers that you can use, you know, in a, you know, in a networking situation, right? The first one is real simple. Hello, my name is, you know, such, you know, my name is Dominic Lawson. I'm the host of Startup Life. And, you know, what brings you to today's networking event, right? So just saying hello and introducing yourself is an excellent icebreaker. It's an excellent icebreaker. It's cliche, but why is it cliche? Because it works. That's why it's an excellent, you know, icebreaker. So just, you know, be mindful. Just say hello, introduce yourself, you know, say uh, this is a great, you know, event and just kind of go from there. Another great icebreaker, you know, after you say hello and this and the other, because you don't want to go into straight conversation or whatever. Um, but, um, you know, or maybe you want to tell a joke, but we'll get to that a little bit. But, you know, just kind of ask, hey, are you originally from, you know, this city or this town or whatever the case may be, right? That's an excellent conversation. And a lot of times they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm from here, born and raised, my mom here, my dad here, my mom, my great parents, my papa, my meemaw. You know, that's a Southern thing. If you don't know what that is, papas and meemaws. But, you know, and, and they kind of, you know, go through this whole deal. Or if they're not from there, like, no, I'm from I'm from Los Angeles and, I, and, and work brought me here or my wife or my husband brought me here or... You know, uh, if they're a little bit older, my kids, you know, are here. So I wanted to move here after I retired or wherever the case may be. Right. So that's also another great icebreaker you can use in a networking event. 
Also, you can ask them what, you know, what were their motivations for coming to the event, right? A lot of times, you know, you hear a, a lot of different things where I'm trying to expand my network. I'm trying to uh, get, you know, I'm trying to practice networking. I'm trying to get sales leads from a business. I'm trying to, you know, we're you know, a myriad of things that people will come to a networking event, right? So ask what brings them to the event. It's a great icebreaker. You know, you can also talk about the food that they're serving there. Like, you know, like, how did you like the chicken? You know, or how did you like the, the, um, I don't know, the couscous. I don't know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, ask about the food. Food is, Food is one of those things where it's like, it's kind of hard to find some fault in that. Like, well, let me say this. If the if the chicken is rubbery, don't say the chicken was rubbery, right? Because you don't want to find yourself like, you know, where you're, you know, hey man, that chicken was rubbery. And they'd be like, well, you know, I'm sorry. You know, we, you know, we will try to find another vendor next time. And then, you know, so if they're responding like that, you found out you just said that to the host of the damn networking event. And that ain't a good look, Startup Nation, so be mindful of that. So ask that open-ended question about the food or the wine, if you know if that's what you want to partake in or whatever the case may be. Also, you know, if for my ear hustlers out there, if you was kind of walking by a conversation and you overheard a certain thing and then you come, you loop back around in the room and you see them by yourself, like, hey, I kind of overheard that, you know, you run this type of nonprofit profit or you had this type of business tell me a little bit more about it or what kind of you know volunteers did you look for in your nonprofit, or whatever the case may be you know once again you're establishing a rapport by asking this person about them and that's what you're going to see about a lot about networking and, and you know it you know you really don't have to do a lot of talking if you're strategic about it i know this seems kind of contradictory to say that you, you know if you do networking right you don't have to you know you won't do a whole lot of talking. But the thing is, Startup Nation, and it's kind of human nature, people love talking about themselves. So if you ask them about themselves and you find the right thing, people will go on and on and on and on about themselves. Now, you don't want to find yourself in a conversation where a person only talks about themselves because then you're not getting any value out of it neither because they're not asking you about you and you don't want to come across somebody who's, uh, so self-absorbed that they only talk about themselves. You want somebody who asks you about yourself as well. Like I said in the opening monologue, if you only go into a networking event trying to figure out what somebody can do for you, you will find that nobody's going to do anything for you because nobody wants to do business with anybody who doesn't have a sense of reciprocity, Startup Nation. And lastly, Startup Nation, to kind of give you an idea of an icebreaker, you know, ask for insight on something like, hey, I have this project in my business that I'm thinking about kind of deploying into the marketplace. You know, before I kind of throw it out there, what do you think about XYZ service or product, right? And so a lot of times that person is going to, you know, hopefully they're, they're giving honest feedback, but not only are you having an opus, uh, uh, an impromptu focus group, but this person is going to feel like, hey, they kind of, you know, they don't really know me, but they're trusting my judgment. So I'm really, I got to step up to the plate here and really kind of, you know, uh, lend my sphere of influence, lend my my sphere of expertise to this person because they're asking about it. And that's a great way to build rapport. It gives that person the sense that you instantly trust them, even though you're just kind of feeling it out or whatever. But in their head, it's just human nature. Like you kind of instantly trust them. So be mindful of that stuff. Man. Ask somebody for advice about something, even if it's something that you know 100% about, right? Because at the very least, it gives you an idea of what that kind of, you know, 
you know, what that kind of person's level of expertise, what kind of person they are, or whatever the case may be, and how open and willing they are to give you that information. Because startup nation, a lot of times, we have the situation in this in this land or in this space of being competitive that other people don't want to help other people, even though there's plenty of money to get out here, right? But so, you know, you, you kind of get the sense that, you know, this person is willing to help me, even though they just met me. And that goes a great way, a great long way to build a rapport in a networking event. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I hope you're getting great value from today's episode about networking. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson and you're listening to The Startup Life. teacher looking for great resources look no further than our teaching with Al section of our website enjoy great lessons such as our mini lesson for the story of an hour or dive into the nixon presidency as part of our legacy series enjoy great peace of mind from our units as they are common core line click the link in the show notes to purchase all right startup nation so let's continue so uh, before we get into uh, networking online and networking face-to-face, I want to remind you, Startup Nation, that uh, I've added some, if you look in the show notes, I've, I've added some additional resources to help complement today's episode. I think I'm going to start doing that so I can give you more value out of each episode. So be looking out for that, and I hope you uh, do get great benefit from those additional resources. But let's hop right back into the content. So uh, hopefully, you know, we've gotten over some networking fears and some things that we can do with icebreakers. But now let's talk about the actual networking itself. And the first thing I want to talk about is networking online. And honestly, Startup Nation, there's not a ton of difference uh, between networking face-to-face and networking online. The obvious one is like you're not, you know, in front of an actual human being, right? But there are some benefits to networking online as well. Well, one for starters is that, you know, there's no fear and anxiety of like, you know, what to say or whatever the case may be, right? Like, you know, it's all done over the cyber webs or online or internet or whatever you want to call it, but it's all done online. So the first thing you, one of the first things you want to do is to align your interests and activities with uh, the people you want to network. For example, uh, if you're into uh, if you're into knitting or something, you want to be in knitting groups on Facebook and LinkedIn or whatever the case may be. If you're into uh, education, you want to be in those type of groups and sittings on Facebook and LinkedIn and uh, Instagram. Uh, but let me say, in your networking, you always want to 
have LinkedIn as part of the arsenal. I, I would say LinkedIn needs to be your base, right? And then spread out for there, spread out to your Instagram, spread out to your Facebooks and wherever the case may be. But LinkedIn needs to be your base uh, when it comes to networking online, okay? And so that brings me to another thing I want to mention to you all is when, let's say you're on, uh, on LinkedIn or Facebook, right? And somebody posts something on there like, hey, hey, tag a person that, you know, that does plumbing or tag a person that has an awesome podcast. Hopefully you're tagging uh, Dominic Lawson or you're tagging the Startup Life podcast or you're tagging Owls, uh, whatever the case may be. But when somebody is looking for a tag, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, what we should do is that when somebody actually tags you because they see you as the level uh, or having the level of expertise that that original person on the original post is looking for. If somebody tags you, I think what you should do as a sense of courtesy is first thank the person that tagged you in that post. That person thought enough of you to think like this person would be a great fit for what, you know, uh, the status or the post is asking for. Thank the person who tagged you in that post. Then I think after that, you should acknowledge the original person who posted, you know, the thing that they're looking for. And then I think you should go into the spiel of your product and service or whatever your level of expertise may be. For example, let's say Brian says, hey, I'm looking for an awesome podcast to learn about entrepreneurship and business. Right. And my friend Ron Brooks, who has the I Really Mean It podcast uh, over on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, also does Facebook Live. I know it's a plug, but it's a plug for my really good friend who has a really good podcast. But let's say Ron Brooks, uh, no, RG Brooks, as I like to call him, has, has tagged me in that post, okay? The first thing I need to do is to thank RG Brooks for tagging me because clearly he thought enough of me to, you know, tag me in that post, okay? Then what I should do is thank, you know, hey, Brian, my name is Dominic, this, and the other. Introduce yourself to the original person of that post, all right? And then go into dropping links, like, you know, this is the link to the Startup, you know, Life podcast, you know. Uh, well, you know, hi, Brian. My name is Dominic Lawson, host of the Startup Life podcast. The podcast is about, you know, business, leadership, and entrepreneurship, and then leave the link to the actual episode or to your product or service, right? I think that's a proper way of, of building rapport, not only with the person who's asking for the original content or product or service, but you're reestablishing rapport with the person who thought enough to tag you in that post. Okay. So I think when we're, when we talk about networking online, I think that's a very important piece that we should not leave out. Also when networking online and you're looking for those groups or things of that nature to kind of uh, to network around, look for people that you admire or that you find interesting, right? Because nine times out of 10, you're going to find other people who admire that person or, or find them interesting. For example, you have your Grant Cardone's or your Gary Vaynerchuk. So clearly you're in the mind of business and sales and entrepreneurship and this, that, and the other, right? So if you look for those groups and you look for those type of content that is surrounding those people, you're going to find other people who like those things. One of the things that I do like is this group on Facebook called Home of the Hustle, right? And so a lot of them like this guy, you know, they like Grant Cardone. And so 
I'm not saying that's kind of where their friendship comes from, but you know, they do all like his type of, you know, sales branding, his type of sales networking, his type of sales, you know, acumen or whatever the case may be, right? And so, you know, that kind of helped them form this home of the hustle group where they do like Facebook lives, you know, uh, you know, like a show, like one person has a show on Monday, another person has a show another day, another person has a show another day. But that all came from a collective interest that they all shared. And so when you're networking online, you want to be mindful of those type of connections, of those type of interesting positions that people uh, hold as well. Uh, but also startup nation, be mindful that it's, it's very important to be knowledgeable of the content surrounding that thing. You don't want to just like, hey, I like this person and then, you know, and then just go from there because you want to be able to add value to the overall group or people that you're networking with. Also, Startup Nation, you know, if you find yourself in a LinkedIn group or a Facebook group, um, you know, make sure you pour into the group itself. Make sure you have original posts and you engage posts in that networking group. I just recently entered a, um, a Black Podcasters United group and they make it an effort to make sure that people don't just don't go in there dumping episodes in the group. And unfortunately in that group, you know, in, in groups like that, uh, people just go in, you know, dump their specials of their business or dump their uh, content in the group and they don't really do much else in the group. And so that's not a good look. You're not really pouring into uh, the group that way, Startup Nation, you know, you, you want to engage and let other people have opportunities to pour into the group to get, you know, get something out of the group, right? Because a lot of times, you know, uh, groups are set up to like, so people can focus group, right? Or to actually engage and have ideas and spark, you know, new uh, creative uh, outlets or whatever the case may be. So when you're in a networking group or in a social media group, make sure you engage the group, make sure you're pouring into the group in an organic fashion and making sure you're engaging with other people in the group and not just posting up your daily special. And also, and lastly, when it comes to networking online, uh, don't just keep it online, right? Eventually you need to go out and meet people, right? So, you know, set up, you know, uh, informational uh, interviews where you go out and you have lunch with people uh, from your networking group, if you know time allows it, or um, not necessarily you know have go out and have lunch, but also like set up a Skype meeting, set up a phone call, uh, you know, uh, with people that you that you network with and engage with on uh, that level. There's a networking app called Shaper. I think it's S-H-A-P-R, not like E-R or whatever, but S-H-A-P-R. Uh, if you look in your Google Play or your App Store, if you got iPhones, I'm pretty sure you can download it. But it's really like a, a, a it's a networking app. It's kind of based off the whole Tinder model where you slide, swipe left or swipe right. But, you know, it's for networking, it's for engaging other people in other network in other networks, in other sphere of influence, in other industries and spaces, if you will. So uh, I've, I've dropped a link of the uh, app in the show notes for easy access. But like I said, if you go to the Google Play store or if you go to the app store, uh, you know, you should be able to find or Windows phone if you listen to us on the Windows network, uh, you should be able to find it there as well. But be like I said, engage people off, you know, 
offline. Engage people face to face, like I said, through phone call or Skype or Zoom or wherever the case may be. But it's important to not just to establish the connection, but to make that connection even stronger. Because once again, you're building connections and you're building a network that should be beneficial for you long term. And lastly, Stardom Nation, you know, the creme de la creme, the face to face network. And what does that look like? How can we go about doing that? Let's see if I can get you step by step to actually master becoming a networking guru. The first thing you want to do is to start off with the people that you already know, right? Thing is about networks, is it really is like a web, like a spider web, if you will, right? Like you have your network, you have yourself, and you have your network of friends, and they have a network of friends, and those friends have networking of friends, and so on and so on and so on, as the, the cliche TV phrase would say, right? But you really want to start off with those people that you already know because you, you know them, they know you, they know your likes, your dislikes, your attributes, your abilities, your deficiencies, whatever the case may be, right? And so you want to allow your current network to kind of work for you because just because they might not be the person they're looking for or they may not know the person that you may be looking for, they may know the person that knows the person that knows the person, <laughs> of a person that you're looking for, right? So be mindful of that start of nation. Start from, you know, as I like to say, and my wife is going to roll her eyes when she hears this, work from the inside out. You know, when you start like your business or whatever, you know, you want to think nationally and work local. And when you're acquiring your target base, you're acquiring your target audience uh, for your business, you know, you want to work inside out. You want to, you know, lock up the local piece, then go regional, then go national, if you will. Unless you're online, then that's a whole different beast. But you get the point I'm trying to make, Startup Nation. Choose your, make your networking the same as you would uh, scale your business. Work from the inside out. Also, uh, you want to do a little bit of backwards planning. Understand who you want to talk to and what you want to get from them, right? And also understand where they are. So if you are looking for uh, a an assistant manager in your business, you first need to figure out, in the best case scenario, what an assistant manager looks like. And then you want to start asking for referrals and asking people who, you know, where would I go or, you know, uh, to get, you know, some hired help or whatever the case may be. But you want to establish first what you're looking for. You really want to do that backwards planning to understand what that person looks like in your role that you're trying to hire for to be successful. Or if it's not somebody to hire in your role, somebody you're looking to have a joint venture with, somebody you're looking to kind of help with uh, uh, some marketing, if you will. You, you want to be confident that you're getting the right person. And so working you know, backwards is the best way to do that because it puts in your mind first of what ultimate success of your goal looks like. OK, so make sure you take that into account when you start networking. Next, you want to figure out an elevator pitch, if you will. Right. And we've talked about this in previous episodes. Right. Basically, your elevator pitch should look like this. And I'll just pitch uh, Owls, our parent company for the startup life. And we'll go from there. Hi, my name is Dominic Lawson, founder and CEO of Owls. We're an education consultant firm that writes curriculum for teachers that we sell online and we also sell to school districts, but we also do professional development with teachers at the school and at the district level. We uh, have a firm belief 
that everything we do comes from a place of teaching and because we believe that everybody has a path to dignity and wealth in a 21st century economy. And so, granted, that elevator pitch is a little, you know, hidey-tidy or whatever, right? But that's kind of the general idea of what you want to do in a networking event. Like, hey, my name is Dom. You know, you may want to, like, scale it back a little bit, right, for a networking event. Hey, my name is Dominic Lawson, founder and COO of OWLS. And what we do is we write, you know, curriculum for teachers and we do professional development for teachers. And so uh, that's kind of a general gist of what we do. And so in a networking event, an elevator pitch kind of like that can get you uh, in a in a lot of doors, right? And so it, it firmly establishes what you do. It firmly un, uh, lets them know how they can kind of, you know, uh, start the conversation. They may have follow-up questions after your elevator pitch. You may want to be prepared to answer those. But if you're in your space and you're in your field and you're in your sphere of influence, then those questions shouldn't be hard. They're not going to ask something that you don't already know the answer to. But if they don't have a general idea, they may just go and follow up with their own elevator pitch. Because once again, when we're networking, we're selling ourselves to that person that we're talking to. So they may hit you with the elevator pitch, this, that, and the other. And, you know, if you're working in a nine to five and you don't have a business, that's okay too. So basically you just be like, hey, my name is Dominic Lawson. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I work in IT. I graduated from Columbia. None of that is true. But uh, but it, it gives you, I, I work in IT. I graduated from Columbia, uh, you know, and now I'm an IT coordinator or my IT supervisor at International Paper or something like that, right? And so it gives you, a, the person you're talking to, a general idea of what, you know, who you are, what you look, you know, who you are, what you do, what you're about, this, that, and the other, right? And so they may say, oh, you went to Columbia, right? Or you say, oh, international paper how you know how's things at international paper i just heard they acquired a new company or something like that so they may have follow-up questions like that but once again when you go into a networking event you do want to have some type of elevator pitch to go with in with as well along with those questions if you go into a panel discussions like we previously discussed uh, in a in a in a previous segment, but you definitely want to have an elevator pitch when you go into a networking event. The next thing, you know, after that, you know, you, you know, after you set your elevator pitch and they set their elevator pitch, usually uh, nine times out of ten, a conversation will start to kind of form organically. Okay, and you just want to just you know roll with the punches, play off it. But if it is not, you know, this is where you may want to break in those. Uh, maybe some of those icebreaker questions, even though you've already broken the ice, really. But, you know, another one of those icebreakers may come into uh, into uh, fruition here in this part of the conversation. Because, like I said, you kind of see that there's a lot of yes and no answers to close into questions and you're trying to spur a conversation. And so, you know, you may want to hit them up with some of the icebreakers like, you know, did you enjoy the food? A cliche one was. And once again, we do cliches are cliches because they work you ask you know nice weather we're having or oh, man it's been really cold lately you know because that's what's been going on here in memphis tennessee it's been really cold lately but anyway uh you know you want to kind of work one maybe one of those icebreakers in to kind of help spur the conversation if you will and hey look if the conversation doesn't go anywhere that's okay sometimes in prof you know in uh in the professional setting as in personal settings sometimes two people just don't click and that's okay. You don't have to force it. You you know, you don't have to force a relationship. You don't have to force a conversation. Because the thing is, if you're forcing it and you know it's not going to go anywhere, you're wasting time that you've been giving to somebody else who can get value from you. You can be giving value to them as well, Startup Nation. So like I said, 
try to, you know, nine times out of 10 after the elevator pitch, that conversation will start to happen organically. But if not, you know, try one of the icebreakers. And if the icebreakers don't work, just say, you know, uh, it's been really nice talking to you. You know, I wish you much success in your endeavors. I think I'm going to kind of work the room a little bit and then you move on from there. Now, Startup Nation, let's say the chit chat is going real well and that conversation and that quality and that value is really starting to build. Don't be afraid to go a little bit deeper. Go a little bit, you know, gauge, gauge the conversation, of course. You know, and, and you do want to, you know, stay away from TMI moments. But at the very least, don't be afraid to establish a very strong and deeper connection. And what that looks like is like, you know, you start talking about a few of your aspirations, if you will. Let's say you have that. Let's go back to that construction business a little bit. And you have a website and you say, man, you know, I talk to clients and people all the time about construction. And I, I have this way of I use jargon and I don't know how to get I'm thinking about you know, I use jargon and people don't understand what I'm saying. I'm thinking about starting a blog. What do you think about that? What, you know, what do you think about life? I start a construction blog. You think that's something that people will read where I kind of like, you know, explain certain things that people, normal people who are not in construction don't talk about or whatever, you know, but that was one of those things where it, it, it gives that person the idea, like you're letting that wall down a little bit. You're kind of trusting them to kind of share something not necessarily like extremely personal, but kind of personal, something that's been in the back of your mind, but you're sharing something with them that lets kind of like lets them know that like I can bring my wall down a little bit because they're sharing something with me and they're starting to trust me. Maybe I can kind of trust them, uh, trust them, you know, to return that favor to them as well. So don't go be afraid to go a little deeper. Like I said, don't go, don't go too deep. Don't start talking about, you know, now you can talk about like your kids and your family, something like that, right? But don't start talking about like, you know, like, hey man, you know, uh, you know, I, I went and had, you know, went to this bar, met this girl or met this guy. I feel like that's that's a little too deep. We don't want to do that startup mission because the thing is, I know we're in a networking event and maybe this person may, like I said previously, maybe this person becomes your friend later on down the road, right? But at the same time, there is a certain level of decorum, which means there's a certain level of uh, conversations that you need to have when you're networking, but that you do need to refrain from when you're networking. Also, Startup Nation, you know, uh, when networking, you want to uh, think before you speak, okay? Uh, keep in mind, when you're networking, you're most more often than not in a professional setting. And so there are, you know, know how I said earlier how like food is one of those things where, you know, it, it's nobody really argues about food. You can usually find a common ground because everybody likes food. Some things you may not want to get into is like politics, may not want to get into religion, right? Unless, unless you're at a political, you know, networking event or even a religious networking event, then clearly religion is on the table, right? But if it's not one of those type of targeted networking events, you may want to think about not going that route when you're networking startup nation because you know as you know like when you're at work or in your business that can like go down this rabbit hole they can just go really bad really quickly okay be mindful of that and even if you have um a business startup nation and you feel like hey well, i own my own business it's not like i'm gonna get fired when i go to work you know this gets back to them at the very least you could be like you know inadvertently blackballed because like hey man don't invite don't invite Dominic, man, because he's going to be talking about Republican this and Democratic that or an independent, independent woo-ha, Green Party, whatever. 
right? So you don't want to be blackballed like that. Or at the very least, what's probably even worse, you get to a networking event and nobody, everybody knows like you're that guy or you're that person. And then like, nah, we ain't networking with that person. Like, like they gonna, they gonna be on some other stuff. So just be mindful. Be mindful of what you talk about. Think before you speak and don't just fly off the handle. You know, keep in mind, keep a level of decorum when you're talking. And, you know, this next piece is probably the most important thing to me uh, with networking. I kind of alluded to it earlier, but I really want to dive into it now. Think about when you go into a networking event, think about how you can help somebody else. Okay. I cannot tell you how many opportunities has opened up for us by going into networking events like, you know, what, you know, thinking about what we can do for them. Prime example, about a couple of years ago, I met this guy, Brian Booker. He has this uh, nonprofit here in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. It's a wonderful nonprofit, one-step initiative where he takes kids who usually in urban communities and take them on a study abroad trip, if you will. These are kids who normally wouldn't have a, uh, a chance to do that in a traditional setting, okay? And so... Uh, he, I met him in a networking event and I was like, Hey man, you know, I really like what you're doing. You know, my name's Dominic. This, you know, this is me. I got eyes, blah, 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 whatever. I really like what you're doing. I'm not really sure how I can help, but in, in any way that I can help, man, let me know. I want to help you do that. Cause I really believe in what you're trying to do this year and the other. As soon as I said that, he like, hey, man, actually, they have these things called a pre-departure orientation where they kind of prepare the kids before they go overseas, what to do, what to expect, this, that, and the other. So, hey, man, would you come speak at a pre-departure orientation, right? And so go to the pre-departure orientation, speak, uh, and uh, he's like, hey, man, we're doing a fundraiser, a network event, ton of other business people. Why don't you come in? You know, uh, when you get to the door, let them know, you know, I'm going to put you on the list. You're going to get in. I got you. Right. And so when I got to that networking event, I met all these different business leaders in the city of Memphis. Right. And got us into a few doors for our company. Right. And then I think like a year passed after that. Like, hey, you know, I know we haven't spoken in a while. Uh, no. Let me go back a little bit. In between that time, maybe like four months after that, uh, we do a lot of work at my old high school, Westwood High School. And I was like, hey, man, you know, you want to come set up? We got like this, like, you know, presenter's day or whatever. Like, you want to come set up at my old high school? He was like, sure, let's do it. So we set up a booth for one step, try to recruit kids from my old high school to do that. And then like six months after that, maybe eight months after that, he uh, said, hey, man, I want to bring you back. I want you to do our pre-departure uh, orientation game. But this time, Dominic, this time I want to pay you. I couldn't pay you last time. But I want to pay you this time because the thing is, is like, you know, when I work with nonprofits, I tell them like, look, man, I can't cut a check. I can give you some time, though. I can give you some time, but I can't cut a check. And so this time he's like, man, nah, man, I really want to cut you a check this time because you were really good last time. All my board members said you were awesome. I really want to bring you on uh, and I want to cut you a check this time. And so keep in mind that instance, all these opportunities came from one person. It came from one person, Stardomation. So just imagine if you go to networking events, you know, and you try to do this with person A. What can you do for person A? What can you do for person B? What can you do for person C? Even if you only have three meaningful conversations with three meaningful people, it can lead to boundless opportunities, Startup Nation, all because you led with, you know, what can I do for you? How can I help you, you know, promote your cause, lead your cause, right? And the thing is, 
through Brian Booker, I've met, oh my goodness, it, 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 it's put me in touch and expanded my Rolodex by at, at least at least 13 people. And it all started from me saying, hey man, I want to see what I can do for you. And I do this from other nonprofits. My, my good friends at STS, you know, I'm always trying to look for ways to kind of help, you know, those cats out for what they're personally doing, their endeavors, this, that, and the other, right? Because, you know, that's how networking works. You're supposed to go into it trying to figure out what can you do for them. And then eventually, you know, it comes back to you. It's like it, it, networking really is at its core, throwing out a whole bunch of seeds in a field and then waiting for them to start cropping up, you know, uh, little plants that turn into trees. And those trees turn into fruits or turn into other seeds that drop into the ground and then those things start to sprout up this year and the other and so on and so on and so on right so when you go to your networking event right you do that pre-work that we talked about figure out who's going to be there if there's panelists figure out who the panelists are see if you can find who the host is whatever the case may be figure out when you talk to that person what you can do for that person even if it's a situation where it's like look like I told Brian, look, man, I don't know what I can do for you right now. And I can't cut a check, but I can't, you know, but I, I don't know how I would fit in what you're trying to do. But I know I believe in your cause and I know that it's, it's something that hits home for me. You know, here's my card. This is something that, you know, I want to kind of, you know, figure out what I can do for you. I can't cut a check, but I can get you some time. And Startup Nation, that is the hallmark of networking. That is what is going to get you through the doors, through you some get you some opportunities thrown your way, build your sphere of influence, raise your profile, get you generate more leads, build connections, and everything else you can think of, of 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 networking. It starts from that very notion. What can I do for you? After that, you know, you have a great conversation. This and the other, you want what you want to do? Exchange those business cards, like we talked about. You know, very exchangeable business cards. Like I said. Don't go around handing your business cards like they flyers for your trying to, you know, sell your mixtape or trying to promote your, you know, your show, which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, what I'm saying is like there's a time and place for everything is what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not crapping on people who have mixtapes and like have like, you know, uh, you know, uh, hip hop shows or whatever the case may be. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that there's a time and place for everything and handing out your business card like a flyer is not, that's not a good look startup nation that's not what you're supposed to do like i said earlier when you give somebody a business card it means that you you've established a really great connection and you want to follow up on that conversation okay and with that being said actually follow up send them an email send them a phone call send them a thank you note you know it's a bit, well you know, if you want to go that far, send them a thank you note it's a little bit over the top but it won't really it won't hurt anything right but now if it's a host of you know the networking event or if it's a like one of the panelists that's not it's right on par of what you probably would do it's a very cool show of appreciation if you send somebody like a handwritten note like hey i really like what you said at the uh at the networking event i would love to buy you some coffee to kind of pick your brain even more you know or you know love to take out the lunch to pick your brain even more whatever the case may be or if it's the host, you know, I really like to be on your mailing list when you have another networking event, you know, the whole nine yards. So definitely make sure if you get the business card, you exchange business cards, follow up with that person. Make sure they understand that you valued their time and that lets them know that, you know, they were worth knowing and they really get a kick out of that. So here's my final take. Like I said, nobody buys a product or service from people that they don't know. So networking is the name of the game. 
know, you got to overcome those fears. Like I said, it, it usually is just anxiety and fear of getting to know somebody. Look, nine times out of 10, they're probably just a, as anxious and as fearful as you are. So you can be anxious and fearful together, or you can both conquer your fears and talk to each other, team up, talk to some other people, this and the other. And also, you know, know that there are true benefits from networking. And like I said, you know, in the Brian Booker example, it can lead to boundless opportunities just from one person, right? So just think if you talk to four or five people and have four or five meaningful conversations at one networking event, that can scale your business for a lifetime. If you do, if you play your cards right. Also, remember those icebreakers. You know, like I said, a lot of times you just got to get through those first 60 seconds, right? You get through those first 60 seconds, hit them with a couple of those icebreakers, and you probably be good to go. And also, like I said, you can network online. That's cool. But, you know, be sure to, if you're going to start the conversation online, you need to make some type of call to action nor action items, if you will, to move that conversation to a conference, you know, uh, video conference or a phone call or even a, a coffee date or a lunch date as well. And like I said, when it comes to the networking face to face, you really don't want to miss opportunities to build connections. That is the hallmark of business. That is the hallmark of life. OK, nobody goes through life alone. You're not a hermit crab startup nation. So because if you were, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, trying to better yourself as an entrepreneur, as, you know, a, uh, a career minded person in your nine to five or the case may be. I believe with all these steps and all these uh, tools and tricks in your toolkit, Startup Nation, I believe you can become a network guru. So that's going to do it for today's episode, Startup Nation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got great value out of it. Like I said, you know, networking is something that, you know, we all have to do, whether personal or professional. But if you get it right, my goodness, the doors, it will open. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or would like to advertise on our show, send us an email using the address in the show notes. Subscribe to The Startup Life as it can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, The Startup Life.